Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 63 of the Level Up Latina podcast. We're so excited to have you here today. We are talking about toxic family members. And you know that when you grow up Latino or really any culture, there's often families that have some toxicity and it's a tough thing to navigate as you get older, you start to be really aware. And so we're going to chat a little bit about that today. How are we feeling, ladies? Welcome to the show. Hola, hola. Bien, bien aquí, munching away in the little moment they get. Yeah, I mean, I was about to like it bite into my little protein bar and then I was going to talk so mejor I, I help <laughs> so it's okay we keep it real we're over here having some fuel and food because when you're going to talk about toxic family you can't do it on an empty stomach no <laughs> word <laughs> so uh, we could really start anywhere but I guess I'll start and let you guys finish chewing your yummy um, I was going to say edibles but then that seems like a negative nowadays edibles have a negative connotation why would um, edibles have a negative connotation though what kind of episode is this well now nobody uses that for just like edible food it means something else right well <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah see, see like, no, then, edible. but even then that's not negative <laughs> no, that's what you're having over there, Vero. She's getting. I wish. Listen, guys, mm -hmm. this is going to be a, hopefully a relatable conversation, hopefully not a triggering conversation, because I know that sometimes talking about this can be really rough. So we'll try to discuss some examples of how we've coped with it and make it positive. And I will say, disclaimer, we're not experts. We're not professionals. We always remind people of that. We don't want to overgeneralize, but our experience is our experience. And so we don't speak for the entire Latino community, but we do speak for three Mexicans that grew up in households very similar and so we like to share our journey and we find that it resonates with a lot of people and if there's something that you don't think resonates please feel free to let us know uh, we're always open to feedback and we love hearing different perspectives and here we are sharing ours and how we handle toxic family members sale vale sale right. vale take it away Take it away. So funny enough, I was thinking about this episode because, and I know right now everything's in this light of COVID, but we are not really seeing our families as it should be. We're staying away for long periods of time. When we finally do come together, it's always awkward and weird because it has to be outside and we're trying to keep our distance and we're Latinos that like to hug and kiss and we can't be doing all that. And so we are adapting every day. It's now months and months and months of this stuff. And I will say that we've probably broken the quarantine two to three times for individuals that are more than maybe two or three people at a time that happen to be here. Um, and twice that it's happened, it's been with my husband's family and over the last five, six months, yeah, because he's six months. Um, and twice it's been weird because it's awesome and we love it and we're having a good time. But the theme has been tension and my husband's family is not known for awkward tension at all. That's like not his family. And I don't mean to put them in blast or anything, so I won't be too specific about it. But there was another time that they've gotten together as a family in the last few months. And there was this weird, awkward tension too. And it's only a split second. It's only a moment in time. It doesn't take over the day. It doesn't monopolize. We've actually had wonderful, lovely, lovely exchanges and safe and outside and everybody being really respectful about masks and hand sanitizer and not coming if they're not feeling well. But I was wondering if maybe it's COVID, like maybe it's COVID that suddenly there's this stuff that's deeply rooted and when you get together as much as you're trying to have a good time like you haven't had that stimulation of other people so you're truly getting under each other's skin 
weirdly, you're happy to be together, right? You're so excited. You're so happy to be together, but you have this super short fuse. And that's just my theory. Like maybe COVID is making people awkward now around each other. And I've only had the frame of reference in the last six months of getting together with my husband's family and having moments of like, ooh, they kind of had attitude with each other or ooh, I kind of had attitude with her. So my point is that even in the families that seem that there's not something there, there's always something there. Always. And the fact, I, I'm going to contribute to just piggyback on your comment about COVID. The fact that we are 24-7 locked in with the people in our family or our immediate partners, for example, individual families, we are noticing different things in our partners. And then we're stuck in the house with our kids, with our, with our partners, and we aren't able to get out. And when we do get out, it takes so much energy to just all be together because we're not used to it. Even though we are social beings, it's gotten to the point where now we're like, how do I use my energy to kind of just keep up a smile or keep this positive or keep the energy going? So it kind of takes a little bit of a toll, which we can kind of notice it fast, like sooner. In, in the interactions that we're having. No, yeah, and we may not even be aware. So awareness is important. Like, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but just to be aware that maybe we're all cooped up and our energy is weird. And so then when we get back together with family and friends, like we may have this weird, like like Veto says, mm -hmm. we're out of practice. And so we don't mean to be offensive or we don't mean to say that joke. And it's like, the person doesn't like that joke. And suddenly it's aggressive. And you're like, what the hell just happened? We never see each other. Now the statement is like, we never see each other. And we do. We're having sibling spats or our parents were awkward. Grandparents just made the room awkward or whatever it is for your family. Mm -hmm. I don't want to encourage outings, by the way. I don't want to give across the wrong message. Like, please be safe. And in California, where we're based. I don't know where we have listeners that are in different parts of the world where things have eased up, but things are not eased up here. Rightfully so. Cases have not fully gone down. They've in fact gone up. So please remain distant and understand at the same time that that's having an impact on families. And you don't know whose feelings you're hurting for remaining distant. I'm trying to keep in touch with my family and text and call. And I'm not trying to be that person that used COVID to like never come around because then toxic families just get worse. By the way, I know with my family, I'm trying my darndest to social media contact, cell phone contact, calling, texting, stopping by safely. I want to see my mom this week safely because that just makes families even more distant and even weirder. So I don't know how you all are adapting. And also you can use COVID as an excuse to stay away from particularly toxic family members. And as Ceci, we were once talking about one of yours where I was like, girl, you need to use that COVID to not see that family member. Oh, for sure. I've used it. Um, but along the lines of like, you know, you were saying like when we do get together, how is it going to be? So for me, you guys know this, my cousins and I do like a yearly retreat, right? And it's been it's been a year already from our last retreat. And so I was trying to get creative as to how we can have our retreat, but in a social distance matter. So I said, hey, why, why don't we all get together at the park at the beach here in San Francisco and we can make it work. We could each bring our little lunchbox. We can each bring our masks and little hand sanitizer. So we're going to go forward with it. But at the end of August, at the end, like the last weekend of August. And it's, I was just, as you were talking about this, I was just thinking like, wow, I haven't seen most of my cousins in, it'll be a year because it was right before we went to Mexico and yet we keep in touch and we have a, a cousin group text where we like just send each other like funny stuff, random stuff. Hey, what are you guys watching on Netflix? That sort of thing. But we haven't been all together 
for since probably since last year when we had our cousin retreat. So it'll be interesting. And then again, like we're trying to be keep it safe, stay, you know, go for like a hike or go for a walk in the park, but stay staying distance, hand sanitizers again, like just trying to be safe. But we all we're all craving that. We all want it. We're doing like there's a lot of birthdays in the in during the spring. So we were doing a lot of uh virtual parties via zoom or whatnot and but that stopped so now we're like oh like we want to talk again like we want to see like how how can we wait so that's we're looking forward to that at the end of, of august so we're excited about that but yeah i mean speaking of again toxic members and of our family and because of covid something recently happened because of covid there was a a virtual party like a drive-by i guess they're calling it now these days where a family member of mine was going to have a celebration it was in hayward it's you know I, i had my suegros i couldn't i couldn't go a few weeks go by and i received this text message like just saying like, hey, everyone had a great time. That's, you didn't come, but I see how it is. Te tienen bien checadita tu marido. And he's used like the hashtag, no al maltrato. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, just, and he, and it went on, like we started, he started talking just shit. And like, and I fell into it. Yeah, I was just responding because like, no me quiero quedar callada. No me quiero quedar callada. I, I you know, I want to fight back. I want to like respond and like, you know, and basically like hey you're wrong why are you saying this but then like after probably an hour of that back and forth then I sat down I said all right I I, I just started th- thinking about this person like uh, um, it's a, a male in my family he's a shit talker he's a shit talker to everyone like it, all my cousins have you know gone through it he he just like como que no está a gusto a lo mejor no está contento no sé but he just always finds a way to talk shit to a lot of members of my family, a lot of my cousins, my siblings, in fact. And even at parties, like when he, when we used to have parties back then, <laughs> pre, pre-COVID, whenever people knew that he was going to come around, like, oh, it was like, you know, tense because, you know, we knew that if alcohol was involved, perhaps he was going to start bickering with someone or pick fights like he's a, a, a fight picker no, nothing ever evolved into anything because i think the other males in our family that were getting picked on or he was starting fights with you know there were the bigger person like stepped away and didn't escalate things but that's always the i guess the atmosphere that he created like he's oh, like an uh, instigator he likes to instigate no más así no chingando and so there's been events I think in the last five years where he he's hasn't been invited and yeah, he there he goes talking shit to previous weddings prior to mine. He wasn't invited and there he was, you know, again, instigating, talking shit. And I, I actually invited his family to my wedding. I gave him the invitation. And after that, there was another event, another party where he was again, talking shit, bickering. And at that point, went to go try to like pick a fight with Luis. And that's when I was like, all right, this is going to stop. So the following week I called him up on the phone and I said, you know what? You're not allowed at my wedding. No, pero como? And I'm like, no, you're not allowed at my wedding. So that's it. No turning back. No, no, no te quiero allí por tu comportamiento. And I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna have something, a big event, like such as my wedding ruined because of something that you're gonna, 
you know, create or just, por I just don't care. That way. Por Exactamente. Por so, eres. so like I, I, well, my, like my family was like, wow, you say I'm like, yeah, because I'm not going to tolerate that. Like I'm not. And so I think that took a lot, like it took a lot of me. I remember like thinking like, okay, whew, like I need to make this call. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And since, and yes, the shit talking happened after that. And it's just, I think we were, when we were talking about the situation not too long ago, just the three of us, it was like, you know what? We don't need that. Like just eliminate that person. Like I, I've, in the past years, I eliminated it from my Instagram. Like, no, I don't need, I don't want to follow you. I don't need you to be following me. I kept them as a, as a friend on, on Facebook. And I only kept it because I want to save those messages for para cuando se necesiten as a receipt, as my sister would say. But yeah, it's just like some, some members are just, are, are like that and they're toxic and you just need to learn how to deal with them. And if it takes like not, inviting them and not keeping the contact for your sanity for your well-being para que tú te sientas a gusto like don't bring them around that's all i can say ceci you have started in the best way possible thank you for your honesty for your true experience i'm super super grateful and you have the tip of the day right there like for your own that's sanity that's the tip of the day boo like you have to it's so hard to limit people like that because we always, I think, feel this guilt and the way we're raised and family is family and blood is thicker than water. And you get all this pressure to keep people in your life because you're family. But if they are making you feel horrible and clearly that's what this person does, it sounds like very insecure, a shit talker and instigator, like Vettel said, he's not serving you in your life and your marriage and your children. And you wouldn't have a friend like that. So just because they have the label of family member, that doesn't mean they have to be in your life. And so thank you for even though you were scared, you made the call, you set the example. We're giving women advice all the time to surround themselves by good and greatness. And you're not going to let a family member drag you down. So you had to make the call. You had to, oh my God, you're like the kindest person I know, Sissy. So I know it wasn't easy. Uninvited. It was hashtag uninvited. And I know that was like dramatic because you had already invited him, but take right. it from us, listeners, individuals that may hear this, take it from us and you can take anything back to set up a good boundary and a safe boundary. And if there are toxic family members in your life, which likely there are because it's every family, it's okay to uninvite them, not be around them. Tell them how they make you feel and then cut off communication. You do not have to be social media friends. You don't need to take anything from anyone. And it starts with family. So good luck to you, Ceci, and that ongoing weird dynamic with this relative. Thank you. What about you, Vettel? Tell us about your juicy, salacious stuff, anonymously, of course, but your experience with dealing with toxic family, or maybe in your case, being one. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I was about to say that. Irene. No, no, no. Here's no. the thing. Here's the thing. I've just... I'm like, you know, we're talking about toxic family members and I'm trying to, you know, just remember like being around, you know, just our extended family or immediate family. I'm like, damn. And then I go, what if I'm the toxic family member? No. And, and I don't realize no, it. Don't. And the reason is, you know, I, I notice I'm right now I tend to be more around my nieces um, just because they're. Their pod, they're they're isolating on their own, so we feel safe, kind of mesh, mi mixing and meshing our pods a little bit. So they were, they've come over a few times, and we we just recently went over there yesterday to celebrate one of my niece's birthdays. And mind you, we were outside. It was just you know my immediate family, my parents, and then my sister and her daughters, and my brother in law was there as well. But we all kept our distance, and we were safely there. Um, but I started, I was like 
being myself and my nieces were very responsive to my to my jokes and they were like oh wow that's um that's like the third non-funny joke dia and um blah blah blah, blah. and i was just like what is up like are they see wait in serio i was just like i mean i'm not saying i'm ultra hilarious lol and you know la roll on the floor laughing or anything but Are we not trying to trying to have a good time? And I don't think my jokes are being mean. I'm just, they're just, they were being very like, ugh, así bien foof. And, oh, wow. Um, but I was like, right now that you're talking about this, I'm like, am I the toxic member? Are they not enjoying my my energy or, you know, how I am? But I just noticed there's like um, very, they put up like these, def like a defense like a defense wall up. And I'm just like, well, I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's me. Maybe it's not. So I'm going to speak in the sense of, I don't think I am. I try my best to understand whether it's my nieces or anyone in my family, like put myself in their shoes and try to understand what they're saying. And if I have a, if I have a concern or a question, I will clarify. I'm like, are you trying to say this? Because you sound a little bit offensive. Like you're you're either trying to demean me or what are you trying to say? So I typically clarify. So right now I'm just processing like maybe if you don't, you, you're not it. But if you're reading the room and you're maybe causing some sort of discomfort or someone treating you a certain way, maybe it's time to look in, inward and be like, am I providing any kind of toxicity? to this family, to my environment. Um, so am I that family member? Maybe you're not, but it's never wrong to just reflect and look inward because sometimes it will assist us in realizing that we are those people without even knowing it. And for me, I try not to be. I, I, I know that when to shut up. I know when to hold my comments to myself and then find a way to process it and, and have a conversation with the person so that it doesn't come off as just me being esa tía mamona que, you know, no más quiere chingar, you know? So it takes, before I would just, you know, talk out of my ass and sometimes people be upset. It turns out in an argument. I've never not spoken to my family. We've had arguments, but I've never stopped talking to them. But, but I've learned to do that. Before it was, let me just talk back. It's uncomfortable. We hate each other for a few minutes. And then it's like, oh, well, okay, that's just the way she is. Or that's just the way he is. And let's move on. And I think that in itself could be toxic. Because it gets to the point where sometimes you just can't forgive and forget. You know, you're going to hold grudges. So I just put myself thinking right now. It's just like, maybe I'm the toxic person. But if I am, uh, I'm going to try to change that. Um, if some of us are those people, let's try to look within and reflect. I know for me, there are some people in my family that do bring in that negative nature. And I just try to rationalize for them in my head where they're coming from and try to understand where they're coming from. Even though they can make the room very uncomfortable, they can make whatever you're saying seem wrong. But it's just the way that they spin things. And the way they victimize them, they, they're the victim in this case. They're like, oh, well, what, I didn't mean that. And I didn't, you know, they, they tiptoe around things. And, pero te, tirando pedradas, sin, you know, sin que no, según si que tú no te des cuenta, pero están tirando pedradas y están causando una manera de hacerte sentir just completely uncomfortable. And there's some people like that in our family. And I think um, right now we're, we're giving a, our, I think we're giving ourselves a much needed rest from that. But I'm really hoping that when we come back all together, we're able to 
address those things. Like, look, we've been away from one another. I really want to see you. We're family. But now that we're going to be getting back together, let's really try to in- make the best of it and not bring in this negativity or the toxicity that usually comes about from when we get together. I don't know if I'll be ready because right now it takes a lot of energy to just even be around the people I normally am. It's a, it's just something to get used to again. But with those family members, I just, I haven't had to, it hasn't reached the point for me yet to block them off completely. It's more of, let me be a, the, the bigger person. Let me have a conversation with them to where I need to let them know their comments and what they're saying makes me feel. I think I shared this before. My sister and I have a really difficult relationship because we do love each other and we want that we want the best for one another but the way we communicate to one another could be very it's challenging to kind of communicate to one another because I take things a certain way I'm very very just chill laid back when it comes to certain things and if I need to address it I will I'll be like hey I need to talk to you about this and and the way my sister comes about is like the way I decir lo que pienso Aunque it hurts your feelings. And for me, I've had to put a stop to that. And the most recent one was a few months, like maybe right before Archie was born, we had a little situation like that. And I I had to caught myself reacting to her comments. And I had to completely stop myself because it was via text, first of all. And I had to completely stop myself from responding this massive text message that I knew would be so hurtful. And I, I, I thankfully put the phone down at night and I said, no, I'm done. I put it down, uh, whatever. If I feel this way in the morning, I'll send it, whatever. So I wake up and at night I remember telling, telling her, I'm done with this conversation. Please just stop messaging me. Have a good night. Leave me alone. I processed it. I went to sleep. And in the morning, I wake up to a bunch of new messages with her just going off on me, right? And the fact that it was upsetting to me or hurtful to me is that she is saying comments to me in a text message that included my nieces. And I asked her, please, when the first comment, when the first message whoa, came through, whoa. I said, if you have anything to say to me, that's fine. Please send it to me in private and we can discuss this issue. Whatever this issue might be, just send it to me and we can discuss it. She ignored that and continued, continued, continued. And I said, I'm going to stop responding to this thread. If you need to talk to me, call me or text me privately. It was as if I never sent that because she kept going. And then at this point, I'm upset. I'm like fired up, you guys. I'm I'm like old, but I'm ready to fuck somebody up. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to drive over there, bitch. I'm going to whoop your ass up. But no, this is my sister. I'm like trying to and calm you're down. Pregnant. Weren't you pregnant? You said you were about to have your baby? I was pregnant. Yeah. Oh, my God. So anyway, I like took a, you know, I was just like, I vented to my husband. I was like, can you hear me out? He's like, yes. I tell him he gets worked up for me, but I'm like, no, I don't want you to get worked up. I just want you to hear me out. I'm going to process this. This is, you know, I just need it. Go to bed, wake up in the morning. I see it. And I, I really had to stop myself from pressing send because I reread my message. And I just, you know, you just know how to hurt your family members. You know them so well. That you just know what to say. You know what you can say and the words to use to just really get them where it's like, ah, you know, how does it in Mortal Kombat? Finish him. <laughs> so I felt, I read that message and I was like, if I send this, and I was going to send it to the messages she had been sending that included her daughters. 
And I thought back and I was like, right now I'm finishing my sister, but I am definitely hurting my nieces as well. If I am doing this, yeah. this is also allowing for my nieces to be disrespectful to my sister. Yeah. I wasn't using bad words. I was just laying it down. I was going to let her know how I felt. And I was using my words the right way without any craziness, you know, just putting it, putting it down, how she should read it and understand it. And I'm like, dude, I can't do this. So I deleted it. I didn't send it because wow. I'm like, that's going to arise. This is going to bring on more issues than necessary. So I decided to not send it. And I just, I didn't talk to her. Or answer her phone calls. I didn't respond to her text messages. She would call me with a WhatsApp video to talk to the kids. Because my kids love my sister. And she loves them so much too. She brings so much joy to them. And I was like, I just can't right now. I cannot. And I needed to process everything that happened. I'm like, how am I going to talk to her? So that she can understand how she made me feel. And the thing is that for a long time, well, my whole life, I've always seemed, I've always been the confident, assertive, very high self-esteemed girl, you know, that, and strong, that, and strong-willed and all of these things that my sister probably doesn't think that her words can hurt me. But, and, and, and it, it happens that certain things you can brush off and there's things that do become hurtful, especially after they just be keep saying and saying things and like after a while, you know, that little, you know, you keep touching that scab, it, what happens, yeah. you know? Chingaqueito. Si, así exactamente. And I, after I processed it, after a week of me not answering her calls or responding, she shows up at the house. I don't mean, you know, well, I'm sure she was calling also to tell me that day that she was going to come over or wanted to come over. But I wasn't answering because I wasn't ready to talk to her. And she comes over. So I figured, I'm like, you know what? Okay. I'm, estoy, estoy, cal estoy calmada. Soy bien. Let's, <laughs> let's have her come inside the house. And she comes in and she brought us breakfast. She brought us coffee and she brought us some muffins and just like peace offering. But then at the same time, that's her. That's who she is. She brings, she's, she's my second mom. So she comes in and. She's like, are you okay? You know, after a while, she's like, are you okay? Because I wasn't being as in, you know, como no solo regular. And I'm like, I'm fine, but I just really need to have a conversation with you. And she knew. She knew what it was about. Y la se, okay, well, when do you want to talk? And I go, well, once the kids go down for a nap, we'll have a chit-chat. So then, you know, we, we, so we have some time. She's like, okay. So ya nos sentamos y platicamos y le, me, le dije, look, look, sis, you know I love you. I'm like, and it's hard, and you're a hard person to love, I told her, especially when it comes from me. I said, you're my older sister. I feel that you don't see me as an adult. I feel that you still see me as a child. And the way you talk to me and the way you write things down, it's as if, te voy a decir lo que pienso, I don't care how it hurts you or how it makes you feel. And you're okay with just laying it out out there and hurting people, not thinking. I mean, it's hard for me to process the fact that maybe you don't know what you're writing, but I think you do know what you're writing and you're intentionally doing it to hurt me and to hurt anybody else or whomever it is that you decide to give them a piece of your mind. And I said, what you said to me was very hurtful. I'm like, you might think that I'm this strong girl or woman that the things you say won't hurt me, but they do. And I was just more hurt at the fact that you were so willingly willingly able or, or wanting to hurt me after I even told you to stop. So we had to have a conversation like that. And the thing is that 
a lot of times it would end up like that with my sister and I know how would just have to be the bigger person, let it go, bigger person, let it go. But it's not until you decide to stand up for yourself and it's not until you decide to have the conversation like you did, Ceci, with your cousin. Hey, I'm sorry, but you're going to be a jerk. You're uninvited. With my sister, I'm like, I don't want it to reach the point where you and I have to stop talking to one another, where I have to remove myself from your world. You know why? I said, because I love you. I know that you can, I know you have good intentions, but you need to process your thoughts first and then put them into words before you just fully engage and hurt people. I'm like, because also I need you to be a part of my children's lives. I want you to be there. But if you are like this, if you are like this with them later, I don't want you there. I don't need you there. Como que agarro la onda. And after that, you know, we've had, but it, it, it took that much. Yeah. That long. So, que bueno. Anyone else? Bueno. It's, that, it's that conversation. You have to kind of bring it up. It goes to show like your maturity and your sister's maturity level too, that she, she listened to you and down to make it work for the sake of your relationship because son hermanas and you guys have a bond. I, I mean, sometimes there's people que por más que les digas, por más que, you know, you want to have them in your life and you, like you said, you want them in your children's lives. They just no agarran la onda, no les cae el 20 and... No, I don't know if it's a, a maturity thing, but or they're just they're just don't want to be in your lives. Like we have a family member on our, you know, my my husband's side where, you know, we want her around, but she she just doesn't want to be around and she doesn't want to be involved. And we, you know, we've tried so hard and we pray for her and it just it, she she doesn't want to come around and she wants, I guess, her her time alone and perhaps she doesn't need us, but it's like at what point, you know, at what, what, what needs to happen for you to come around and be around with us? And I mean, I don't know, maybe we're I the toxic couple. No, 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 not at all. I think <laughs> that everyone's going through their own journey. And it's funny because yeah. I remember feeling some years ago, like, wow, everybody's talking about healing in the Latino community and healing and healing. And I think it's, it's a generational thing. Like our families have the baggage that they have and it's carried down from how our grandparents were to how our parents were to who we are. And we're now maybe dealing with the baggage of upbringing and other people and it may not be you and Luis it's it's this person and they're dynamic with their parents and they're dynamic with their siblings or cousins or whatever it is and and it's this thing that it may not be you and and I want to commend Vettel for saying maybe I'm the toxic person I really appreciated that I thought wow that's a great way to look at it and it had me sitting here reflecting on where have I been the toxic family member the toxic friend and sure there have been plenty of times where I've been that person and when I think back to those times in my life I wasn't happy with myself I remember once when my when I first got on Facebook, and, and this is not relatives, but it was friends that I grew up with in high school and my circle in high school. I remember we were going to have a 10-year high school reunion about 10 years ago now. And I said to the girl something like, I'm not going to go to that. Why would I go to that? Like everybody's just being fake. And I remember the look on their faces kind of like, wow, that's an interesting perspective. Damn. But mm -hmm. it, it took me some years to realize that's how I was probably feeling like a fake back then. And I was diminishing the importance of a 10-year high school reunion. My husband didn't go to the 10-year high school reunion. He was married to me. We went to the same high school. And I know that he regrets that. Like, what I was in a funk. I, I had just had a baby. I didn't feel my best. Financially, we were going through a lot of things that I've already talked about on the podcast that I was going through on my own. And I took it out on my friend's enthusiasm and excitement for a 10-year high school reunion. And so I was being a toxic friend. And I had to reflect on that years later and look back and think, Word. shit, like I was a brat. I was being a brat, judgmental, critical, and high and mighty. How dare they think that's cool? I'm going to tell you what's cool. Like what a bully, what a jerk. 
But as I was going through it, guys, I didn't know that that's who I was being and that's how I was feeling. It took years of sort of going through life and healing and understanding yourself and Mm -hmm. the shit you spew is often stuff you're going through. So there are family members that we may feel are toxic. They may never come around because it's it's in their time and in their journey. And like Vettel said, you may not be aware or it's just how you choose to live or not let things go. I like to think that I have some really good experience with being in a toxic family. My family is pretty darn toxic in a lot of ways. And all of us have worn the crown, I think, at different times. There are six of us in our family. Our mom and dad went through some major shit raising us. So our mom did the best she could. But what did her parents go through? You know, you grew up in poverty. You grew up in a country that isn't your own or you leave the country that is your own. You go through so much. And so raising kids in a new country, like my siblings all span different generations. My older siblings are so much older than me. They were like my parents. So being raised by this traditional Latina mom in a new world, in a new country, she's just trying to work hard. Being raised by these teenage siblings that are grappling both worlds. They're not really American. They're not really Mexican. They were going through stuff. And a lot of ways, I have a very similar relationship to my big sister that you have, Vero. It's not as like combative and out there. It's actually under the surface, our stuff that we're not close and we go in seasons and reasons, but we love each other so much. And it's very clear that we do, but we've been closer at different points of our life. And in fact, lately I have felt like I was so close to her daughters when they were growing up and she's not as close to my children as they're growing up. And it is what it is. And I can't take that personal and I can't blame her. I can't blame me. Life, seasons and reasons, and even sometimes it's ages. You're closer to the people that are your age. My sister raised her kids 10 years ago. She's got kids that are outside of college, like relatability. Maybe there's nothing there. And then we sit there and we spin these stories and maybe my sister and I were closer when it made sense. And now we're not as close, but we are in our own way. And maybe I'm closer to a brother now and less close to this brother. And families are going to go through those waves and those dynamics. And you may be the toxic person and they may be the toxic person, but you have the right, which is my ultimate point to reflect and to say, I'm sorry when you are that person and to say I messed up when you're that person and the right to, I should really say the privilege to say, I'm sorry when you are the one that's in the wrong and the right to say no, when you're the one that feels that you're being slighted or disrespected. My brother, we have a long complicated journey. And like Vettel says, she's always a little sister. I'm seen to him as a little sister. And a lot of times in my life, I have felt that He diminishes everything I do and every accomplishment and how I live my life. And sometimes I think it's a testament to maybe him feeling his unfulfilled journey. Uh, And it may not be that, but I know that he and I have a very contentious relationship if I allow it. And I learned like 10 years ago, like, just don't allow it. Don't allow there to be contention with Mm -hmm. him. That's his vibe. That's his go-to. That's his MO. If you don't feed into him, I'm not saying take it because I'm not a taker. I'm not the kind of person that takes it. With my siblings, I know what I allow, what I don't allow, what role I fall into. I learned with him like 10 years ago, like, Whenever he's popping off and he's saying cruel things, I go to my go-to. I'm going to pray for you, bro. And then I realize once, okay, that's condescending. Just be quiet and be like, I don't agree and walk away. Or I'll go into this maturity mode with my brother that I do think it's God and the Holy Spirit. Because I'm not like that. I don't take shit from anybody. My big brother, I know he's going through stuff and he goes in and out. And no one has ever said things as hurtful as my brother has said to me. I mean, some hurtful daggers. I mean, one example was, I'm like, I'm I'm like outside of the shower, like hanging out of the shower, talking to him. I remember thinking, oh, my brother, I'm going to answer. He's like, if you were dead, I wouldn't go to your fucking funeral. I mean, talk about toxic. And I like think the phone and I feel like, God, he's just, there's so much he's going through. Like, okay. And then like six months later, he's so sorry. And that was terrible. And he shouldn't have done that. And I love my brother and I forgive my brother. 
recently, the other day, one of the last times we got together with family in November, and it was a weird night where I'm watching the kids and I'm in different rooms and I'm finally settling down to have a conversation with an adult. But it's late. He's finally kind of chopping it up with me. I see he's a little over the top on the drinking. And then he said something things that I'm not even going to repeat because I don't want them to be on the podcast, to be honest. I, I thought I was going to say it, but I'm not going to say it. But he said this very terrible, terrible, terrible thing to me. And I'm like shocked. I grew up yeah. with a brother, like a bully, you know, and I love my brother. You can love the bully. You can love the person that wants to hurt you because you can, you can, that's okay too. You can love your family members from a distance. Anyway, I remember my face just kind of turning white and I'm like crying, driving home, like thinking like, I love my brother, but I can't help my brother. Like he's, he's actually an amazing man, an amazing father, an amazing son, but things in his life just lead him to be very, very hurtful with his words. I call my mom like two days later, I'm still in this shock mode and he happens to answer and I just I'm like, oh God, I don't want to talk to my brother. You know, I don't want to hear his voice even. And I, he happens to answer and I'm like, hey, is my mom around? And I was just like trying to be like, I'll gloss over. He's like, yeah, let me get her. But I just want to tell you, like, I don't mean that. Like, I don't mean anything. I said, like, I, I love you. It's, I'm not going to blame alcohol. Like, I fucked up that night. Like, he immediately apologized and he was a, a well of love and he was sober. And I was sitting there praying, saying a silent prayer, like, thank you, Jesus. Cause I, I wasn't going to be around this person without that apology. And I wasn't going to ask for it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I was like, eat my distance. And then I said to him, look, bro, I love you. you. There's nothing you can do. Like, I'm gonna love you. Like, I'm just gonna, and he's like, you're so damn dope. You're so fucking dope. But that's why I love you. Like, nobody knows how dope you are. Like, I was basically saying, like, say what you want to say, be who you want to be. At the end of the day, I love you. We're not going to always see eye to eye. I don't know what's going on half yeah. the time, but I love you, brother. My, I go, my only job is to love you. He's like, you know, I can say fucked up things. I can be fucked up. I have a good heart. Like he's like confessing that like, he's not trying to be all over the place. And I yeah. often think my brother's probably going through something that it's his upbringing and he's a spaz and he's all over the place and he loves you as much as he hates you. Right. So we had this amazing makeup and it was only a makeup. Cause he's saying like, I fucked up and I know I fucked up and I'm sorry. And instead of me being like the asshole that I would be 10, 15 years ago, that just fights back and screams and says hurtful shit to him. I'm just always trying to be like, God, give me the words. And I just, that day I just kept saying, I know you're sorry. And I, I don't even think I said, I know you're sorry. Cause that's like a goic. I was like, I accept your apology. My job is to yeah. love you. I don't have to understand things. I love you. My only job is to love you. I know you're a great guy because he's trying to defend who he is as a person. And I'm like, don't defend yourself to me. You can say ugly things. I've said ugly things. And I just want to love that brother of mine unconditionally. Do I limit my contact with him? Yes. Do I walk away when he's mm -hmm. crazy? Do I have to not talk when I don't agree with him? Yes. My job is for this particular person, like you got to just love hard in your own way, in your own time because he's going through something. But that doesn't mean that loving hard is trying to change someone, trying to take shit from them, trying to lecture them into changing. Like I've learned so much from that relationship and that dynamic. And I always think about my kids. I always think about my kids, like, how do I want my kids to be? Like, just be the best sister you can be, but expect respect from your family too, and ex expect boundaries. But I always think about the way he and I grow up, and I always want to raise these kids that can turn to each other respectfully and be imperfect, but correct each other and call each other out. And how do you do that when even you don't know how to do that, but come yeah. from a place of love. Yeah. And another thing is that you want to be clear right now, what you're saying, Irene, that we forgive, we forgive them because we love them, but there's a difference in, in the way it's, there's a thing to be like afraid to, to leave someone out and block them out, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the hurt they're doing. And, and it's so easy for them to say sorry, but it's a repetitive behavior. So 
I mean, there's it, it, there's a limit to everything. And enough isn't enough. And you make a choice. You don't live with your brother. Your brother, you know, cuando quieres se le acercas y cuando no, pues no. Simple as that. Yep. Now, there's a difference there because I hope no one's misunderstanding that it's okay to just forgive. And, you know, we know that the person's like that. No, there comes to a point where you need to leave toxic toxic friendships, relationships, partners, whatever it is, even family members. We get it. Yeah. Um, but there's a difference between the, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to block you out of my life because I have, there's no other way. I, I cannot be around you. Or, and then there's a difference of like, I know you're toxic and I know the things that you say are hurtful in this. And I forgive you for it. I love you, but you, you don't have, you're not living with them. They're not, they're inflicting pain and hurt and everything on a daily basis. It's just like, Homie, I'm going to deal with you when I have to. Y ya. And, and cuando yo quiera, when I'm willing and I have the energy yeah, to yeah. put into it. We have to make sure that we can differentiate in those cases. So thanks for putting yeah, that Yeah, we're out not there. saying to people be loving and kind. Like, God, it takes a lot of courage. In fact, I have I have four older brothers. And there's one brother that I haven't spoken to in, gosh, like seven or eight years. And that brother was a very toxic sibling when I was growing up. And he people love him. People love him. They think he's incredible because he can be. And he's charismatic. And he's probably the funniest. And I've learned my humor from him. And I almost want to get emotional because that brother's not in my life for all the right reasons because who he was to me as, as a big brother when we were growing up, not who he is now, not how people see him, but that's the person that I was like, I'm going to cut him out of my life. It's good mm -hmm. for me to cut him out of my life. I had my whole family pissed at me for doing that because, you know, mm -hmm. family wants you to just be family and sweep it under the rug and it doesn't matter what people have done to you or what mm -hmm. your vibe is. And they seem so great. How about those toxic people? People don't believe that these people could be human yeah. and not great. And they're like, he's nothing like the other one that tells you that he'll fucking not go to your funeral if you die. And you're like, forgive me for that one. So it's like, you have to take and choose. And I have taken some heat from my own mom because it's like, be relatives, be siblings. And I think like Beto said, no, you have the right to say no. And I can even miss things about that brother. I can have good memories about that brother. I can even talk to that brother indirectly through other family members because we come together. But I chose a few years ago now, I'm not going to have a relationship with my brother. And as an adult woman, I have every right to not have it. And you better believe there's six of us, like three of them came to me and needed to know why I didn't have a relationship with that brother. And it's like, you want to know? Here you go. I don't even think they wanted to know. At the end of the day, it's like, shit, like actually take it back. We don't want to know. <laughs> um, but the point is I had to like, even like tell people, defend myself for not having a person in my life. Like, are you kidding me? But I think it's that little sister thing, right? Vero, they see you as a little sister. Yeah. And luckily mm -hmm. says, you don't seem to be that big sister that's trying to tell people how to live their life. You're the fun, cool big sister. No, but you know, I had to defend my choice and you may have to defend your choice and you can divulge what you want or you can be like F you and it takes tough skin and you feel guilty dealing with toxic mm -hmm. people but you cut those that you need to cut and so i have that example and there's others that you keep at a distance and there's others that you check if you feel like it or you don't yeah and there's times that we're the toxic fools right there's times that it's yeah. us so unless we have anything else to say i think we've given a lot of personal juicy stuff we today did. yeah and i, I want to commend every single one of us because it's a tough one yes. because we are indirectly putting our you know, families on blast. <laughs> and so thank you for your courage. And if you're listening to this, this is just one side of the story. If you're a family mm -hmm. member listening to this, or if you think you know who we're talking about, our door is always open to clarify. But we we know that the podcast is a risk because we want to be honest and authentic. And so we'll say brother, sister, cousin, and, and share. But just at the end of the day, we're hoping to help 
not hurt. And mm-hmm. so if you're listening, mm-hmm. this is for a helpful purpose and for a purpose to have the courage that you may need to reflect on your own relationships and the people in your lives to set boundaries. Ceci shared how she had to uninvite someone to her wedding. I don't know if there's anything harder in terms of wedding dynamics and the whole freaking family finding out, right? And yeah. Vettel's talking about, you know, sometimes she's been the toxic one or Vettel's talking about setting some freaking boundaries because if they're not set, then that changes your own children having relationships with people in your family. Girl, I can snap to that all day because I have chosen some people in my life and out of my life because I think about my kids and who I want in their lives and who's going to be around them. And God forbid I'm not here. And who have you allowed in your children's lives? So this is a very heavy topic. And soon we'll probably have a therapist on again to even cover this further. So please share your questions with us and your comments with us because we know we're all experiencing toxic friends and family. You can find us online on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at Level Up Latina. And you can also email us. Our email is admin at leveluplatina.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And again, thank you for joining us on this super heavy conversation. Thanks. Okay. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. We're going to jump tomorrow. Whose family member we going to kick paper? <laughs> oh, girl. Oh, girl. <laughs> this is a drive-by. Drive-by. Okay. <laughs> I'll be the driver. Drive-by. Jumping. Oh, my God.